Hello, my name is E.J. Schultz, Assistant Managing Editor of AdAge, and welcome to another edition of the Marketer's Brief Podcast, our weekly discussion about marketing news and trends that have the industry buzzing. It is August, the dog days of summer. People are on vacation or getting ready to go back to school, and absolutely no one wants to think about doing their taxes. April 15th seems like a lifetime away. But today we're talking to someone who thinks about taxes all year long. He is Vinu Vijay, Chief Marketing Officer of H&R Block. He's fast at work recruiting part-time tax preparers while also readying H&R Block's Tax Day Marketing Blitz that usually gets going as soon as December. Stand by to learn more about how he's approaching the next tax season, including how H&R Block is getting a lot more personal with its marketing and why it won't be advertising in the Super Bowl. Hi, Vinu. Thanks for joining us today on the Marketer's Brief Podcast. Uh, hi, EJ. It's great to be here. So I wanted to have you on. I thought it was an interesting case. And uh, obviously, H&R Block, everyone associates it with tax season. And we're sitting here in August, many months away from tax season. It's probably the furthest thing on people's mind right now. But I'm guessing you guys are hard at work planning your marketing uh, for, for April. And, and probably it starts a lot sooner than that. So Take us behind the curtain. What what are you guys doing in the month of August? <laughs> uh, it's a great question, DJ. It's, it's funny because you're right. Me as a personal human being, uh, I'm not thinking about my taxes because I know I just got it done. I'm I'm finished with that. It's coming up next year, uh, and uh, and so I felt I have that sense of relief. But uh, me as the head of this uh, CMO of this company, there's just so much that we have uh, working to get ourselves ready. At the end of the day, there's you know we bring in. Over 90,000 tax professionals train them on the entirety of the new tax code and what all the changes are, get them ready with the systems and tools in order to be able to service the clients, whether they're online or whether they're in person in one of our offices. Uh, And uh, we also actually, uh, just uh, last month, started to uh, uh, also uh, encourage uh, new folks to come in. We bring in about 30,000 uh, new uh, employees into our offices to help uh, with the tax season. Uh, they go through an, a, a tax course with us, uh, and uh, and uh, after they finish that tax course, we give them an opportunity, uh, 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 several of the, several of them, an opportunity to work in our offices and support uh, support the business. And so all of that is going on right now uh, in in earnest. So, as CMO, are you in charge of marketing? to recruit your actual uh, tax preparer professionals, or is it is your fo- focus mostly on the external customer? Or do, you, do you do both? Oh, we do both, yeah. Uh, okay. and, and, and again, uh, you know, just given the scale of our company and the number of uh, uh, clients that we serve, it's just imperative that we bring in, uh, uh, bring in the right folks, uh, train them in the right way, and get them ready. And so it's a, it's a, it's a, pr- a fairly important part of our, uh, our so I think you know most of us see your your marketing external marketing around tax season. But what take what do you do to what how what channels what kind of messages do you use to try to recruit your workers? Uh, digital advertising, uh, radio. Yeah. Uh, uh, we also do a little bit of print, um, and uh, and then we also use our our, our existing tax professionals uh, who are a great resource for uh, for reaching out to uh, to other folks in the community. So so it's a combo platter of all of those. Does your marketing on that in that regard have to work a lot harder? I mean, the unemployment rate is really low. Is there's probably not a lot of people looking for this kind of work at this point, or what? What are you finding out there as you're trying to recruit people? 
well, for us, it's a quality and quantity challenge. We need quality and we need quantity. Uh, I think it is a great role for uh, for so many individuals. We find folks who uh, are just problem solvers who are really uh, into uh, uh, helping consumers uh, uh, through something that is a pretty difficult moment in their lives. Uh, and they're usually pretty experienced, uh, pretty mature about how they uh, uh, handle these kinds of things. Um, uh, for a lot of folks, it's a, it's a second career. It's a chance to, to give back to their communities. Uh, and uh, so, so we do find uh, tax pros uh, across the full spectrum of, of sort of demographics and psychographics. The thing that maybe brings them together is this mindset of uh, wanting to be helpful and being a problem solver. Do you have an example of, of some of your marketing on the recruitment side, something you're doing right now as you're trying to find those people? Uh, sure. Uh, I, uh, I can have it sent to you. We have, we have, uh, we have, uh, uh, radio spots as well as the digital spots that are airing right now. What's your, what's your core message this year for that? Uh, the core message is, uh, to get them to, uh, come into our, uh, our, our tax course, uh, uh, and the, uh, and the rationale for coming into our tax course is that, uh, we will train you on how to do taxes. Uh, which is beneficial to you whether you choose to join H&R Block or not. Uh, so it's an entry point into uh, understanding how to do taxes uh, uh, through our tax course and then seeing if that uh, is the right opportunity for you going forward. So do you need a certain level of expertise coming in? Uh, we train we train you with that expertise. Uh, and oh, then wow. from yeah. there, we make you a, we, we, we uh, select folks to, to come in. And so you have to have people in place by when, basically, have your full staff. Uh, we usually are uh, ready in the uh, mid to late October mm-hmm. timeframe. Uh, we have our full convention. Uh, we bring in all of our leaders. Uh, we prep them on what is coming up for the season. Uh, and then that uh, gets translated across the organization. So last year or earlier this past tax season was a big year because it was, I think, the first year that people were doing their taxes under the new tax law, right? That's right. Yeah. How did it go for you guys, and what do you think people are going to be talking about in April? Uh, well, overall, uh, I think we had a, a really positive uh, experience uh, over the course of the year. I think consumers were uh, afraid. Uh, they didn't know what to expect uh, with the tax code changes. Uh, we were also uh, worried about uh, how do we set consumers' expectations as they come in, uh, uh, and their refund might change based on how the tax laws have changed. Uh, uh, there was uh, there was a huge spike in the amount of uh, conversation going around going on about tax code and tax law, and so there was a whole lot of uh, 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 marketing that we did early on uh, with paid and natural search around that uh, to seed clients uh, who had uh, concerns and interests so that we could follow up with them and have them come in earlier and uh, and engage with us. Yeah, overall, I think what we were what we saw over the course of the year is um, you know. Even though people were concerned, they were looking for uh, help and comfort. Uh, as long as they were able to find that help and comfort, whether they were doing it online and be able to reach out to a human being or whether they preferred to come in in person and, and, and talk to somebody, uh, the, they got through it. Uh, and, and, and clients uh, uh, got the experience done. I think we'll continue to see that, uh, that continuity. I think it elevated the importance of tax in people's lives. And so that's, uh, that's uh, something that they all continue to uh, engage with, I think. Did you see an increase in demand or decrease in demand as a result of the, th- I think the, the messaging from people in the government was, I think, trying to say this was going to make things simple. And I think yeah. even Trump had said at one point, this was going to put H&R Block out of business to paraphrase or something like that. What was your experience? 
Well, whatever the circumstance, 15 million people or so are going to file their taxes every year. Uh, and all 15 million people uh, use mostly use some form of help. There's very few folks that are going in and doing it in pencil and paper. They're either using software that's provided or they're going in and, and uh, doing it through uh, a, tax, uh, a tax professional directly. Uh, and, uh, and so I think those, both those things happened this year. Again, uh, we, saw, uh, we saw growth in our business uh, overall. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, I, I think, I think the reality is our, our business is, uh, is, uh, is a clockwork business every year where, you know, people are going to have to file their taxes. And if you think of it more broadly in terms of helping and inspiring people, uh, with their financial lives, uh, there's just so much more that we do beyond even that one moment. I mean, today we offer debit cards, uh, we offer, uh, unsecured loans in the, in the form of uh, refund advance and emerald advance. Uh, uh, we offer, um, uh, uh, mechanisms to help uh, people uh, 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 get their refund and use their refund. Uh, we offer warranty services, and so so there's a there's a broader portfolio than than tax. Although certainly uh, tax is a momentous moment for folks. So have you put more marketing around those sort of other services? Uh, yeah, and I, and I would say more broadly in terms of what we're really focused on is creating. Um, uh, Remarkable products and experiences that people genuinely want and need uh, in their to make their tax situation and their financial lives in general better. And so, when we take that lens to the problem, we really try to make every part of the customer's experience with that uh, with that uh, need better. Uh, and you know, all of these are sort of journeys for us as we as we continue to move down that path. Um, but, you know, we've started to do things that are just micro that have sort of reinforced the power that this can have. A simple example is on our on our do-it-yourself online product, we added something called price preview. And all price preview does, which is, a, you know, which is a, a simple but important ad, is it lets consumers see what it is they have essentially what service they're using with H&R Block. And if they add certain features and functionality, what it does in terms of their overall price. So it's almost like a little, uh, like a, like a, like a cart. It tells you how much uh, you're you're buying. And if you don't like it as uh, something in that, you can always uh, take it out. Um, that seems very straightforward and simple. For the most part, though, the way the the, the way the uh, industry has worked, you find out your price at the end after you're done. And at that point, it's very difficult for you to sort of go back and say, well, I don't really want all those things that I that I did. And so you end up paying uh, something that you may not have had to pay. And so this just that notion of having a price preview gives consumers comfort and it gives them uh, sort of more control over the choices that the, the, that the consumers make. So sort of tech. Um, so those are the so things. So sort of a la carte yeah. tax preparation is kind of what I'm hearing. Uh, it's essentially transparent. Uh, 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 transparent pricing for the services that you're using. Uh, and that's true online and it's true in our offices. In our offices, if you walk into one of our offices, you know the price you're going to pay up front. And then when you sit down and you go through the process, if you're telling the tax pro something that the tax pro did not know earlier in the conversation, then they will advise you that maybe there's a change to the price. But you're fundamentally know based on who, who you are and what you've shared, what the price is that you're going to pay. That's actually a big change in the industry. For the most part, you find out what you're going to pay after it's already done. And in that scenario, you're not really making a conscious choice of the product or service that you're buying. 
And a lot of people, I'm assuming, don't know. I mean, it's kind of as as you go kind of process, right? As they bring in, as they describe their situation, either online or with a professional. That's right. Okay, there must be there might be this extra complication added that you guys would then add extra for. So you're basically telling them as they go. That's well, and we're giving them an upfront uh, price based on metrics and parameters that the client can easily see for themselves. Uh, so if I know I'm a, I'm a family, I've got two kids, I have one source of income and I don't have any uh, property ta- uh, property that I'm getting rental income on, I, I, I know what my price is going to be. So I'm sort of self-identifying where this is and it's fairly straightforward to, to, to track that. And that's a highly visible board in each one of our offices. Uh, and, uh, and so if there's some material change to that because... I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't choose correctly in that scenario. Then, 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 uh, then you're you're sort of advised of that. But, but, uh, but it's very straightforward. And the idea is to be upfront and transparent. And that's what we delivered this past year, in our offices and in and online. So backing up a little, you joined H and R Block. I think April 2018. If I have that right. Uh, that's right. Yeah. So what big changes did you put in place? I know you hired a, a new agency. Uh, yeah. Deutsch, I believe, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I was I went back and looked at some of the ads you guys were running. It looks like most of your TV ran from about starting December through tax day. Right. And I think your, your campaign was around the, this idea that Block has your back. Was that a new message for you guys? And are you going to continue that uh, next year? Uh, it is a it is a new message for us. Uh, we made, uh, I'd say, three fundamental changes in the way that we uh, drove our demand. Uh, the first one I, I spoke a little bit about, which is really uh, what are we? What, what is the actual value proposition they get from us, and can we materially make it better? And that was uh, a big part of our focus last year, and will continue to be a big part of focus this year and beyond. Uh, the second is, you know, how do we articulate that in a way that uh, is compelling and differentiated, and and uh, and true to who we are? And what that turned out to be for us is block has your back. Uh, it very succinctly captured the essence of what I think our company is, uh, which is a company that is deeply ingrained in trying to help the customer get the most out of this particularly difficult situation. Uh, and because that is so true to us across the board, and we have, uh, you know, 100,000 tax prof- 100,000 employees around the country, uh, 90,000 tax professionals, it's just a, a big part of of what we do. Uh, and so that's how we manifested that. Uh, the third is we made a material shift into what we called modern marketing. Uh, but what practically that means is a far more level of personalization and, and uh, digital activity uh, and the use of um, um, uh, a deeper understanding of who we're going after uh, and, uh, and serving those clients with messages that matter to them. Those are the three big areas of change that we made. This can, can you walk me through that last part? Because I, I think that's what all brands, I don't care what industry in, are trying to figure out, right? How do I personalize my message? Yeah. Um, how are you guys yeah. doing it? What, you know, what have you refined exactly? Do you have an example of something you've done that's new? Yeah. So so maybe I'll take it in three layers, uh, uh, starting, at the, starting at a broader sense and then maybe getting uh, two levels deeper than that. Uh, at the broadest sense, uh, we tried to understand our customers' mindset. In a very uh, in a very clear way, uh, who is the client that we are most uh, uh, accountable for serving at this time? Uh, and that client we've called a sensible optimist. And uh, what makes this particular mindset so important and unique? First of all, there's there's many of them. Uh, most of us are sensible optimists. Um, 
But what makes them really unique and what makes them special for us is that they are folks that um, uh, are uh, uh, are active, uh, are are in 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 on the journey of life in a very active way. Feel a sense of personal uh, uh, accountability to their community uh, and their neighbors, uh, and are uh, very committed to doing the right thing. Uh, and for some of them, they need some help. For others, they're comfortable doing it themselves. Uh, but you know, they're making choices. Uh, you know, the, the way we describe it is, if they have an extra four thousand, five thousand dollars, they're going to uh, pave their driveway. Uh, because it's important for them uh, and for uh, for us, I put myself in sensible optimist uh, to uh, to add to the uh, uh, to, to the community that I'm in. Uh, and so that so the sensible optimist was the first thing that we did is we sort of defined who our audience is in in a in a mindset way. Uh, the second is uh, we started to parse those that out into these micro clusters uh, based on a very unique. Uh, properties of these various groups, like uh, military families, like uh, people who have uh, used a very a particular service with us before. Uh, maybe they've used that service for many years. Uh, like people who have very close proximity to one of our offices. Uh, like people who uh, uh, are currently using a competitor, but have a profile that would really benefit from the services that we offer. Um, and, and so on and so forth. We made these micro clusters. And for each of these microclusters, we started to, um, uh, uh, again, uh, define what it is that uh, was very clearly right about us for this audience. Uh, and then finally, at a click below that, uh, we married that with, uh, uh, with media buying and targeting, where we identified these clusters uh, in the course of the, uh, the digital ecosystem uh, and then served up a series of uh, uh, messages that built on each other uh, to to uh, to tell them the story of uh, of our brand. So, what's an example of uh, one of these targeted groups, and then what was the message you ser- would serve them, and where? Yeah, I'm, I, I I don't want to be too uh, uh, specific here, knowing that there are other uh, competitors who might be uh, listening in on this. Uh, so, I, I'll be at a slightly higher level than maybe uh, maybe you and your listeners would want, but I'll give you a, a simpler example. We have uh, one of the one of the clusters that we uh, that we have been using uh, is a, a lookalike of our clients, uh, and so we know that uh, these uh, these particular customers uh, have um, uh, have used uh, one of our products. Um, uh, they use that product at a particular week during the year. Uh, they are relatively consistent in the use of that product during that particular week, uh, and so we are able to communicate with them. Uh, in the time period that we know that they are generally doing their taxes. Uh, and so that is a, a, an illustration of how having a deeper understanding of that client in context helps us make that message come alive. Got it. So as you're doing that more digitally focused targeting, is there still room for the mass approach that tax preparation brands have typically used? And I'm meaning specifically Super Bowl ads. It's been a popular vehicle but I don't think you guys have been in the Super Bowl in at least a couple of years. I know your competitor has. Any plans to, to come back to the game um, next season? Uh, uh, no, uh, but I, but I but I think there's there is a place for uh, a mass message, uh, and I think uh, why that is uh, so important is um, 
just the scale of our business. Uh, almost all of us do have to do taxes. And so the message is relevant to almost everybody. Uh, and so, um, so from a pure sort of getting awareness, consideration and motivation up, it just becomes a really important channel, channel to get that scale. Uh, so we do do a fair amount of mass media, uh, during our, our, our tax season, uh, and we will continue to do that. Um, the, uh, the, the art for us in the way we do that is, um, that we have to, uh, uh, one, uh, make sure that, uh, the, the advertising is, um, as purposeful and direct about why somebody should be using our service. Um, uh, and so it, uh, so that's, that's really important, uh, for us so that it is not just pure, uh, uh, sort of brand building or, or entertainment. We want to make sure that people understand the efficacy of what we're offering. Uh, and, and two, that it is supported and connected with surround sound of digital advertising and other and other media channels. Uh, and so we do push for that. Uh, we did this past year. Uh, we were very fortunate this past year. Uh, our our motivation scores uh, for our television advertising uh, did extremely well uh, and beat our competitors uh, and uh, and ended up um, uh, doing very well for our business. So so we know that when we do that well. Uh, we get outcomes. Do you, back to the Super Bowl question just for a second. Do you just feel it's too expensive and you don't get the ROI you'd like to see on something like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know if there's a definitive, uh, I, I say no because I currently don't have a plan to do it, but uh, I, I wouldn't say I would never do it or that uh, it's it's a bad idea in general or a good idea in general. I don't think those things are, are true one way or the other. I think it depends on the circumstance. Uh, uh, for us, uh, I, I, I don't see us uh, uh, pursuing it this year. Uh, I see us being able to get scale right. and reach in other ways. A couple other points I wanted to ask you about. The, the, the divide between um, coming into an office versus doing online, Where where's the trend right now? Uh, I'm, I'm just guessing more and more people just want to kind of do it themselves online. And how are you adapting to that demand? Unless maybe I have it wrong and it's the opposite, but you let me know. Um, well, I think uh, I think both are true. I think there's definitely, uh, you know, I, I would have I would have two uh, two axes on this. Uh, there's an axis of uh, convenience. People want to find more convenient ways of doing their taxes. For some people, convenience means walking into an office, sitting there for an hour, and being done with it. For other people, it means sitting on your couch being on the internet, uh, getting on to online and getting it being done with it that way. So I think, you know, convenience means something different to different people, but convenience is, uh, is one angle. Uh, the second is, uh, is access to help or access to help. And, and that help can come in many ways. So, uh, for example, in our, in our online product, we have two ways to help this past year, um, uh, that we, that we already launched. Um, and uh, they're called Ask a Tax Pro and, and Tax Pro Review. And so, if you're doing it online on yourself on your own because you're, you're just comfortable doing it online, but at some point in the process, you have a question about something uh, that you don't understand uh, in the form or in the in the tax law, uh, you have the ability to ask one of our tax pros uh, online, uh, and they will be able to respond to you uh, live. Um, uh, likewise, you can have a review done, which is you've already done your taxes, but you feel like you want somebody an expert to take a look at it and make sure you haven't missed anything, uh, well, you can do that too. Uh, 
Um, so I think the second threat, the second arc for us is help, how you like to get help um, uh, and how much of it you need. And so those are the two axes that sort of define our, our, our business, I believe. Uh, and, uh, and those are not going away. Uh, how you deliver on convenience and how you deliver on help, there's always going to be ways that evolve and change, but those two needs don't change. Do you do that, the, the online help set through like a chat style online, or do you even have a way someone can just plug into sort of a voice help? Uh, it, uh, this past year, it was chat and uh, a screen share. Okay. Um, uh, obviously, there's many technologies out there, as you know. On the stores, in a in a way, you guys, I mean, pop-up stores are so popular right now, and, and I don't think people really think of tax preparation as pop-up, but in a sense, I mean, you know, I live in downtown Chicago, and, you know, once it starts, you know, getting into the winter, we see the H&R Block stores kind of popping up, in a sense. How do you manage that, the right mix of those, and are you, and do, you do you often just, a lot of your marketing kind of just old-fashioned storefront marketing? Uh, yeah. Uh, so we, yeah, we have 10,000, we have 10, we, we, uh, we call them offices. We have 10,000 offices, uh, which is a ton, right? I mean, if you think about it, that's a lot. Uh, and, uh, and they're super important. Uh, so we've done, a, we do, we do store marketing in a number of ways. Uh, and, uh, so part of it is, uh, just making sure that, uh, the store is effectively staffed. Uh, with leaders who have familiarity and 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 uh, connection into the community, uh, because a lot of it is uh, being visible uh, and being present in the community, connecting with nonprofits and other organizations, and being being a strong uh, contributor to how the community does. So that is a big part of just having both our employees engaged and our offices engaged. The the second way is the, through uh, ma- manifesting that office in the, dig- the digital space as effectively as possible. Uh, and so we do spend a fair bit of time making sure that the content uh, of, our, of our offices uh, shows up as well as it can. Uh, and then finally, we do like classic uh, marketing as well uh, uh, of uh, having uh, signage uh, outside the office, having uh, having uh, signage in the windows, uh, as well as the experience when you go into the store. Um, so it, it's it's a combo of all of those. We don't do as much outside the office as we, we may have done historically. Uh, and that's simply because uh, the internet has uh, obviously just changed the first step that a consumer takes, whether they're going to an office or not. They're usually starting right. online, and so because we know that we're we're pushing. How many that. of those offices are year-round fully staffed, or do you do you do a lot of that temporary kind of space? Uh, yeah, we have we we do we do both. Uh, we have some year-round offices, and then we have temporary offices, uh, or not temporary, but essentially offices that are uh, open during the tax season. Then I, I did want to ask you one more thing about the uh, the tax reform uh, law, and because I think there was a psychological thing that occurred um, this past season where people weren't seeing the refunds that they were used to, but it turns out they were getting, you know, they didn't realize maybe that they were having less mm-hmm. taken out of their paycheck. So in the end, they were right. paying less overall, right. but they didn't realize it. Does that, d- yeah. does that affect you guys at all? Because I think sometimes people will want to blame their tax preparer, right, if they didn't get the kind of refund they wanted. And 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 how did, how did you guys deal with that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great point, EJ. I mean, I think it just reinforces how important it is for us to think about how we are, um, how we are, how we are set up for our taxes, how the W four set up, how we actually think about our money as the year comes along. So, sure, there were folks who um, were surprised uh, with their refund amount because they had actually gotten the amount, um, uh, gotten some benefit over the course of the year, and they didn't change uh, uh, 
any of the ways that the, the any of their setup uh, leading up to the tax day. Um, so we we do do a, a fair number of things to help prepare clients uh, before they come in. Uh, we do a uh, uh, essentially a uh, an advanced view of their next tax uh, uh, their next tax season, so that clients have some sense of what to expect. Uh, and so so we did that again. We actually did a follow up on that uh, this past year because of tax reform. Um, so I think those are things that we we uh, have done and will continue to do. But I, I personally think this is just an amazing, uh, it just reinforces the importance of this tax moment. For most clients, uh, the tax days is the biggest financial moment of their year. Uh, and it can be a significant make or break moment. Uh, because if you're getting a tax refund and that tax refund is, let's say it's $1,000 or $2,000, um, then that means you're able to either pay off the uh, uh, the Christmas shopping you did, or it means that you have uh, you have the ability to uh, put some money into uh, in, into a vacation that uh, that you're planning in, uh, in in the next couple of months. You know that's the difference maker for a lot of for a lot of our clients, and uh, uh, and so so it's something that. Uh, uh, I think it's really important that people spend uh, the time to think about uh, and uh, and work to get the best outcome out of. And so, uh, so that is an outcome that came out of this. So I wanted to end kind of where we started in terms of it being here in the dog days of summer. Um, you talked about what you're you're busy kind of reaching out, trying to recruit your 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 tax professionals. On the other side, though, how far along are you on the consumer marketing side of this? So is your plan pretty much in place? Are you ready to go come April or is there still a lot to do? Oh my gosh, there's lots to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we're, uh, we're, you know, we, we, we are always thinking about, we have been thinking about experience. That's, that's what's in my mind right now in, in a very active way, uh, because that has the longest tail, uh, you know, how we make a client's experience better, uh, requires the, the most amount of work. And so we've been passionately working that issue over the last several months and we'll continue to work that issue to as late as we can to make sure we get it as well as we can. Uh, the advertising work uh, is the sort of the, the shortest end of the tail in, in some sense. And so that won't really uh, get going till uh, 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 a little bit later uh, because it can finish out uh, closer to December. Uh, and uh, and the and the time frame for that is much shorter. Uh, so right now, my my brain and my passion is on on how do we make the experience the client has, whether it's in the office, whether it's on our website, whether it's in any of our digital products, uh, uh, whether it's with MyBlock, which is essentially their their authenticated environment where they can see their refund and and make an appointment and and uh, and look at their overall tax re- tax return. How do we make all of those things? better in small ways and big ways so that on an end-to-end basis that client has a genuinely better experience at the end of the at the end of the tax event uh, and beyond and so that's really where my brain is completely focused and the team is completely focused right now great well i will i will end this conversation now so you can get back to working on that <laughs> thank you ej we, we look for, we as no one's looking forward to tax season, but but we do look forward to see what you guys come up with uh, from a marketing perspective. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Uh, uh, and uh, and uh, I hope you have a great tax season. And I hope we do too. All right. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you. That was Vino Vijay, CMO at H&R Block. My name is EJ Schultz, Assistant Managing Editor of AdAge. 
I want to thank our producer, Max Sternlich, and invite you to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite player. We promise to live up to our name and keep these brief, or at least short enough for your morning commute. Catch you next time. Thank you.